0: Mike Evans is on the mend, but will he be in the lineup on Saturday at Washington? And Chase Young says he wants Tom Brady. Bruce Arian says, careful what you wish for. No fans at FedEx this Saturday, no Devin White either. And the Lightning Open training camp today, Steven Stamkos is back and better than ever. We've got all that and more in this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with Steve Versnick. Hey, um, you know who's got the best party platters for your catering in Tampa Bay? This year, last year, every year, it's Mr. Empanada. What the heck's an empanada? Well, here's what you do. You take your favorite foods. You place them inside a pocket of homemade dough that is cooked perfectly until it's golden brown and piping hot. Their empanadas are a fresh twist on some old favorites. Now, you can order delicious menu items now made from scratch, including soups and salads and Cuban sandwiches. Just go online at com or call any one of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay, where Latin food, quality, and service meet. That's Mr. Empanada. All right, Steve, we're going to talk a lot about the Bucks and uh, other things going around, including the Lightning Opening Training Camp today, but uh, you were at the... Well, what do I call them the Tampa Bay Raptors? I guess they're still technically the Toronto Raptors. They still say we the North. so well, We the North, even yeah. though we in the South. <laughs> right. But, uh, okay, so we the North. You went to the Raptors game, and they were playing the, the Boston Celtics. And I thought the Raptors were good. I mean, you know, if they're going to play here, they got quite a bit to live up to. I mean, we we suddenly have had nice things. I know we can't have nice things, but we, we have had them for a while. So what's with this bad start that they got going here? Well, they got off to a really hot start tonight. They were, uh, what, up like 19 to
1: 8 early and wow. uh, dominating and, and hitting everything from outside. And, and, look, I'm not much of an NBA guy. I don't watch a ton of it I catch it periodically on television. But um, what I generally think of the NBA is they started hitting threes early. So then it became we're shooting nothing but threes the rest of the mm. game. And when you get cold... The yeah. other team comes back, and, you know, that's what seemed to happen. You know, you break those threes, and they're running the other way, and it's, you know, it's yeah. like a five-point swing, essentially, or six if they hit a three. Yeah. So um Raptors got down by 26 at one point, came back. I think they lost by 10 or 11. Um, let's see, 126 to 114, so it was a 12-point loss, but.
0: Yeah, um, no, no one's playing defense in the NBA anymore. <laughs> I love it. You but, see some of these scores, man. They're just so out of whack. But, uh, but it was it was, fun not,
1: to, it was fun to have fans in the stands and see a live sporting event. I mean, I did see a Bucks game earlier this year. I was at the uh, Saints game. That was a disaster. But, but
0: it makes some difference, right? I mean, it's a mm-hmm. smattering of crowd. What do they got? Less than four thousand there. I it's imagine, about thirty-eight hundred
1: that they got yeah. in the building. I'm assuming uh, the Lightning will be similar to that. They haven't announced. Yeah. Um, what they're going to do for lighting, but pretty sure they're going to, you know, they've been sending season to CDC thing, fans, thing, really, so.
0: yeah.
1: CDC, city, um, State also, where. you know, the league's regulations. I mean, there's, uh, you know, having worked with the teams, I know that there's a lot of things as far as, you know, how many rows back from behind the glass, or they're not going to be allowed seats, and that can vary right. different from the NBA, et cetera, um, you know, just in, in how the, the seats are configured and everything else, so um you know so it'll probably be around 3800 could be up 4000 maybe you know somewhere in that range it all depends on you know the NBA's got its own protocols so do uh the NHL and Brad Stevens from the uh, Celtics uh, didn't doesn't think very highly of Florida's uh, response to covid at this point this was their first game i guess in front of fans and um didn't seem happy that Florida lets fans in but says i trust the NBA and their uh really their, their rules and regulations so so they feel unsafe even
0: though they're behind glass, essentially? I don't know what's
1: safe, but he, he made some comments of uh, the governor in Florida uh, has handled this very differently than our governor in Massachusetts.
0: So. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All that's true for sure. Like, we can say that there's not a whole lot that, uh, that the, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts holds <laughs> with Florida, except that we've both had Tom Brady. Well, so. and, and said, so
1: that leads me into a conversation that uh, our good friend Steve Carney and I were having. Uh, at the game tonight, and because Boston was in town, we were talking about you know Massachusetts, and we brought up the Patriots, and he says, "You remember back to Week One of the NFL season? Mm-hmm. Uh, Belichick won, Brady nothing, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the you know the Bucks lost to the Saints in predictable fashion, considering uh, new offense, new players, no offseason, no preseason, et cetera, and yeah. playing the division champs in the Saints, yeah." And, you know, Belichick had Cam Newton there and, uh, you know. Cam actually played okay, I think. And the the whole state of Massachusetts and New England were claiming that Belichick was the king and (laughs) Brady was nothing after 20 years of, you know,
0: nine Super Bowls. And, uh, wow, let's
1: see, 16 weeks later.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the worm worm has turned. And now um, Cam Newton has, I guess, they've pretty much agreed without actually – you know making this necessarily a statement but they both i guess have agreed that this won't work or won't happen again next year i remember uh, the early weeks of cam newton um there were you know plenty of uh, talking heads on television and, and other places uh you know around the nfl and they were talking about how you know that the patriots got an absolute steal and how did cam newton make it on the market as long as he did and Um, Of course, he has a bigger upside than Tom Brady at this stage. And if he can run, if he's healthy, you know, on and on and on. And, you know, it's amazing to me. If you think about a guy that is 43, right, no one's ever played this long, much less this well at the quarterback position in the NFL. But if you think about it, like how many times in his career, right, 20, 21 years now, have people just written him off? I mean, from the start, obviously, at Michigan, I mean, you know, all that, right? But but even after being in nine Super Bowls in 20 years or winning six Super Bowls in, in of the nine, and, and, and I know there will come a point where Father Time is undefeated, but my goodness, they just continue to write this guy off every year, and, and it's like fuel on a furnace. He goes out there and throws for like 40, 600 yards, 40 touchdowns. Are you kidding Mm me? 40 touchdowns? I mean, you know, don't tug on Superman's cape. Just don't do it, man. Well, I'm looking at a tweet
1: from Pro Football Focus. It says he had 1,233 deep passing yards this season. That's the most he's
0: ever had in a season. Can't throw the deep ball. Yep. Offense doesn't fit him. Come on. Listen, we watched his arm in practice. They watched it on – I remember – Talking to I think it was Clyde Christensen was was tasked with um, doing reports. You know, they do these for free agency on every quarterback that was going to become a free agent. Well, if you remember, the free agent class was like, you know, stellar. Philip right? Rivers, Teddy yeah. Bridgewater, Tom right. Brady. Yeah. I mean it was it was incredible. Jameis Winston. Winston was part of it. And Cam they, so Newton. they're doing right. Cam Newton was on there. They're doing all these guys. And um the Red Rocket, right? Andy mm-hmm. Dalton was was part of that because they thought maybe he should he might shake loose. So he says, I'm sitting here doing a report on Tom Brady. Like how stupid is this? Like intangibles. Oh, I don't know. One <laughs> six Super Bowls, you know, like um leader, this, that, and the other. But yeah, it's it's funny to look back and, and say, you know, and look, I mean, we wrote we wrote plenty of stories about how they didn't seem to be meshed up. They didn't. It didn't seem like, you know, they were going there fast enough that there was a disconnect between what Brady needed in the offense and what they were doing. And look, all that took time. And the biggest thing, I think, the biggest thing was just that time on the practice field, time with his guys. You know, and they they were adding guys like Fournette and like, you know, Antonio Brown and 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 people like this. And so Bronkowski every time, and- yeah, every time they would, it would they take you know two steps forward and one step back. And and so, you know, they, they eventually got there, and they got there after the bye week sometime, and they're on an absolute roll. And, you know, these last four or five weeks or whatever it's been, I mean, this team's averaging 37 points a game, you know, and Brady has just, you know, lit it up. And and so it's funny, you know, I don't I, – it's amazing to me that anybody who grew up or watched Brady in Boston or in mass in, in the New England area – when he came to Tampa Bay, that anybody up there would doubt him. I mean, really, after what you know, and yet uh, the, the, he's got plenty of followers. And, and believe me, you know, I think there's probably more subscribers, um, or as many in in towns in New England to to the Tampa Bay Times, just to follow what he does, as there is in Tampa Bay. But well, and um, to, to doubt him when there's this many weapons here, which he never yeah, had in New England, maybe right. 2007,
1: because maybe, you had Randy yes. Moss
0: and and he threw 50. Yeah, that's the only other year. By the way, he threw more than this season. You realize this mm-hmm. is the second most touchdowns in his career. Yep, and the most since that year you just mentioned, two thousand and seven, when they went undefeated and they were about to be eighteen and zero until David Tyree pinned a ball in his helmet, and you know Eli Manning should have been sacked, and then they went and the on seventy two. Dolphins popped the champagne. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would have been eighteen and zero. It was nineteen. It was and 0 one would have been nineteen and zero. Right. Yep. It was one of the weirdest. Years I've ever seen, you know, for them to lose that Super Bowl just didn't seem possible, but um, the Giants had their number not once but twice, so but yeah, to doubt this guy, I know I never will i, I look at some point he's gonna he's gonna quit and he'll know when that time is, but if he's out there and he's playing, um you can bet he's gonna do some pretty special things, and yeah it's fun it is funny to look back on it now and say, hmm. So how good of a coach was Bill Belichick? And look, I think he's a terrific. Coach. Oh, absolutely. I don't think he's a terrific. I don't know that he's the best GM. However, I don't because if you go through his drafts, he's had a mm-hmm. lot of misses. Um, I think at times he did better with other guys. You know, um, well, I think they him struggled this end.
1: year too. Didn't they have some dead cap money because of they Tom Brady had a lot this year of too? they had so. a
0: lot of opt outs, a lot of yeah, players opted too. out yeah. because yeah. of COVID.
1: But I think they had some dead money with Brady too, with the way they had structured. Had a little bit, yeah. Kind of what New
0: Orleans is going to face, although they're in a worse case when Drew Brees retires. Yes, and that seems to be there. Was there a report? I don't know. I'm starting to see more reports about how, no, this is the year. We thought last year was the year, and I would have told you, I'd have bet a good portion of my salary that he was going to retire last year because I went to the Pro Bowl, and man, let me tell you, he was smelling the roses. He was taking Mm -hmm. a victory lap. He had his kids on the field and he looked I was there for all too. I the saw world. that I saw that yeah. there too yeah i sure mean did. he looked like this is a little different you know and and he, he decided to come back and you know now he's got 11 cracked ribs and a punctured lung later um and a and a deal apparently a contract with NBC um to to do broadcasting you know like next year so uh, i think this will be his last hurrah who knows but yeah, but man, I mean Brady, I would expect to play unless the confetti falls on his head, and maybe even then, you know, and it's not like well, it's fallen uh, six other times, six so. other times, <laughs> and he kept coming. I mean, listen, if you're not going to walk away after the twenty-eight to three Super Bowl in Atlanta, after you brought them back in in one in overtime, you know, the greatest of all, you know, the greatest comeback of all time, in the Super Bowl, if that wasn't going to be your walk-off shot, that's like Jordan hitting a three and then saying, "Nah, you know, I think I'll go play for the Wizards, you know." <laughs> um, but this minute. is that not that did happen. <laughs> yeah, wait. Uh, but, th- but this is not this this is not Michael Jordan with the Wizards. You know, this this is Tom Brady um, you know, as he was in New England with a better team, uh with better players around him and deeper team. And to that point, it's a damn good thing they are a deep team because um and I'll, I'll be happy to raise my hand about this because I, I thought it was screwing him up at the time. You know, if Mike Evans can't get back, and we think that he will, but if he can't get back, isn't it a good thing now, Bucks fans, that they went ahead, and, and I know there's a lot of reasons why Antonio Brown is not liked, maybe shouldn't be in the NFL, and has a ton of baggage on a carousel that he comes with, um, but i'll tell you what the guy's balling and and you can see the progress he's made with brady in this offense and you know when evans went down to see him and godwin you know sort of take over that game um you know from a receiving standpoint was really something and you know all of a sudden you know this this offense has been has been hot it's been hot for a while and they just you know they just keep piling it on i mean even if Mike can't get back. And then the latest update on him, we told you, uh, you you know, I think yesterday that it's good news that, you know, he had no structural damage. They did the MRI. um, And when you say no structural damage, you mean no torn ligaments, no cartilage, that sort of thing, that would require some kind of surgery, no ACL, thank God, because it looked bad. It was really hyperextended. When you see the replay, it's like, I, I don't remember looking at it quite that way, but it was bad. Um, but you know what, first thing this morning, Bruce Arians walks into the Advent Health Center and they got this, this sort of hydro center in their training facility, which is like a 10,000 square foot facility off to the side of the building. And, um, there's Mike Evans and they got this, um, it's basically like a small pool or tub, uh, filled with water and there's a treadmill on the bottom of it and he's in there running uh, on the treadmill in the water, which, of course, you know, the gravity takes the pressure off the list, so it takes pressure off the joints and stuff. Um, but he said there's very minimal swelling, if none uh, at all, and they think he's going to practice Thursday. And, it, you know, if and like Arian says, he goes, look, it, we'll have to fight him to keep him off the field. You bet you will have to fight him now because this guy's waited seven years yes. to play in a postseason game. If there's any way he can put that uniform on and walk out there or run out there, he's going to do it. Um. So you know, he said eighty percent of Mike is better than a hundred percent of a lot of guys, and I—I I mean, at this point, they think maybe he'll practice Thursday and play on Saturday. It's amazing. That is amazing, and and you know, I mean, you you mentioned how on Saturday
1: the Bucks fans went from honoring him for being the first player ever with a thousand yards for seven straight seasons to start a
0: career, yeah, to the next play getting hurt, and you're going, oh no! It was incredible. You know that moment, like. I'm so grateful that 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 he is because Mike's a good guy, and you hate to see anybody get hurt in football. But particularly, can you imagine? Like, it was such a swing of emotions. Like he gets, he gets a standing ovation. I know there were sixteen thousand people there. Forget it. But anybody that knows anything about Mike, Mike's a good dude. Like Mike does a lot of things in the community that he does not seek credit for. Some of it has has become public because um, they're just exceptional. He's the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for them again this year. Um, but he you know, he, he's been so consistent. It's it's hard to find guys that, and he's grown. You know, he's grown as a player. He's grown as a man. I've watched him, you know, get married to Ashley and have a couple kids, and he's a good dad. And he just, you know, he does so many things. He helps young players like Chris Godwin. We'll, we'll go on and on about how much Mike has meant to him uh, in his career. And to think that you would make that play, and it meant a, it, look, it meant a hell of a lot to him, by the way. Like, you know, there was a time about a couple of weeks ago we thought, mm, there's no way he's going to get there. And then he had that incredible game against the Lions where I thought he was going to get it that day. Well, he starts the game 40 yards, needing 40 yards for 1,000. And, you know, in the first quarter, they throw three passes to him. The last one's a 20-yarder, and he gets the record. And the, everybody's on their feet. And you got a little lump in your throat, and you're like, you know what, good for you. You, I mean, they've been playing this game for 100 years, Right. And you're the only player to have done this, right? Seven straight years to start your career. You take that with you wherever you go, right? Uh-huh. If it's Canton or, or not. Um, and the scoreboard's lit up. And before people could sit down, and, and I'm telling you, the most open touchdown I think he'd have had in his career. Like there's no – he runs an in route and somebody blows the coverage and he's wide open and the ball's a little bit behind him so he twists back. And when he does, um, his leg just got kind of, you know, hung up in the grass and he hyperextended it. And it really did hyperextend. You can see the turf give way. And there's about a, a four foot divot, you know, uh, going across the end zone there, which wasn't a good, you know, wasn't a good look for the TSA necessarily or whoever maintains that field. And they had just played the outback a day earlier. So you wonder. But, you know, um, and then to see him go down and you're like, oh. <gasps> I mean you could feel the, the I mean when we say the air was taken out of everybody's lungs, it was taken out of that stadium because everybody gasped at the same time. And you could hear you could hear a jaw drop. It was so quiet. Um and and people are like this can't we can't be watching this. Like this can't be that that the play after he breaks the record, that he's gonna he's not gonna get the play in the postseason after seven years, that you know, you might be looking at a nine month rehab if this is an ACL and, he, you know, he stands up, you're like, okay, start walking, and then he sits back down, and you're like, oh, God. And it was just surreal. And they take him off, and you don't know what's going on. They take him for an MRI. So, listen, it, it could have been so much worse. And you're just happy that, you know, first and foremost, that he's going to be okay, but then secondly, um, that he'll get a chance to run out there, hopefully play and play at a high level. I don't, I don't know how he's going to be. I, I still think it's iffy um but like i said he's he's played all year he's played hurt played when he probably shouldn't have played in chicago and some other places um but you know mike's attitude is look this this is my job and i gotta come to work every day and some days he you know he said this before he goes you know i'm sure you know the mailman doesn't feel like going to work some days but he gets up and he goes and he delivers the mail you know and um so you know he's he's gonna get out there and you know, good for him, but it, it was it was an it was an incredible, emotional like, you know, couple of plays there that that was just hard to describe. But I'm, I'm glad he's going to be okay. But they're not going to have fans uh, at Washington, so you remove that element, right? Yes, we, well, last thing. night we established that. I don't think there's going to be snow. Now, no fans, some, so yeah, you know, no, hey. no, no home field advantage. I mean, basically, you're walking into an empty stadium. I don't know what the turf is up there. It's going to be cold, like Bruce Arians said today, Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, he he was, uh, I guess it was on, yeah, on Monday, um, said that, look, when it gets to be this time of year and you're up north, it's going to be about 32, around freezing, so the field's going to be sloppy. I mean, they've got, the day before, there's supposed to be rain and sleet, (laughs) so not like they're going to dry that out, Um, but, so it'll be be slippery, like it always is, this time of year, but, yeah, it could be a hell of a lot worse, and you know they're gonna have to fix the cleats and do all those things they do but there's no home field advantage there you know to speak of what you have I mean think about think about the Washington football team like we were in my mind I was um, probably right about this this week in the Tampa Bay Times I was thinking about what a year those guys have had right you start the season and you don't have a name they take away the Redskins which is very controversial but They took it away, and you become the Washington Football Team, okay? And so, no logos, just you know, numbers on the helmet, all that. Ron Rivera comes in, and he gets cancer. Mm -hmm. He's battling cancer in his first season there. The owners being sued um, by his partners, right? There's all kinds of horrible stories in Sports Illustrated and other places about just a a, a grotesque culture of sexual harassment, sexual harassment, and. You know, the owner is, is, you know, got, I think, a lawsuit that he, you know, he paid somebody civilly. Um, And, you know, against all of this, um, you start the season and the NFC East is just a train wreck, right? Nobody has a winning record. Um, You you start out, you know, Dwayne Haskins is going to be your guy. You end up cutting the guy before the season is over, for gosh sakes, your former first round pick and, and future quarterback. And Alex Smith, who's had 17 surgeries and spent about 600 days away from football, not only just makes it back, right, makes it back on the practice field, makes it back on the sidelines as their number three quarterback at the time. But now he's leading you and you win the I don't care how you did it. I don't care what the record is. You win the NFC East. It's incredible. Like their year has been one headline after one and not necessarily the ones that you want. But I'll tell you what they do have—they got one hell of a defense, mm-hmm. and they got some young guys. Man, I'm telling you, man, these these young dudes, man, Chase Young. Speaking of young, Chase Young, which is a perfect name for a guy that chases people, and he's young. Mm-hmm. But Chase Young, Montez Sweat—I mean, these dudes. Uh, you know, Ryan Kerrigan has been around for a long time. They they flat out like they're relentless. Like they just the energy that Young brings. And and just every down. Mm-hmm. Like, you you know, Donovan Smith, don't take a playoff, buddy. You know, and this is the thing. The Bucks have had kryptonite this year. It's been what? Teams that can rush the passer, right? The Chicago Bears, the New Orleans Saints. It's always been Brady's kryptonite. I mean, yeah, that's,
1: why
0: always, he lost. that's why I lost
1: the Super Bowl in the perfect season. That's
0: why I lost no both of them to the Giants his first two losses. No question. It was pass and rush, you, and he was watching his feet instead of downfield. Yeah, he's very uncomfortable. He, no one likes to get hit, much mm-hmm. less at forty-three. But he and and the thing is, you know where Tom's going to be. I mean, Tom's going to be in the pocket. He doesn't have the escapability. You know, he's not going to you know extend plays. He can get on the edge and he can do some things, but um, but for the most part, he needs a clean pocket. And you know, I <laughs> I would be very leery of playing these guys. It was funny. I don't know if you saw it. It's it's gone viral. But like coming off the field mm-hmm. after. Uh, you know, after the Eagles tanked, uh, Chase Young <laughs> was yelling, I want Tom Brady, I want Tom, I want Tom Brady. Remind me of, like of Apollo Creed yelling at Rocky, you know, <laughs> oh, I want you. I'm taking you but um anyway, it was uh you know, that's who this kid is. I mean, when I say kid, he's a captain. He's a captain, he's a freaking rookie. You know, it's like um but he is um he's something to watch now. They got some good young players and you know, if if Alex Smith is leading them. You know, he's not going to make the big mistake for the most part. Mm-hmm. And they may not score a lot of points, but you may not get a lot of points. And so it's it's really a you know, it's it's you know, strength against strength, right? The defense for the Redskins or the Redskins here I go. Defense for the Washington football team against the Bucks offense. And can they score enough? Because I don't think Washington's going to score a ton. Mm-hmm. you know even without Devin white well i, just,
1: I, I saw you answered a, a um you know one of your followers twitter questions mm-hmm. other day about what they need to do what, what what they need in washington and you responded to warm press box a running
0: game and keep tom brady clean that's <laughs> what i need <laughs> it's right <laughs> what do you need in washington Well, oh, i need i need heaters <laughs> i hate i hate going in the cold like i'm a wimp i, I grew up in florida i can't handle cold everybody knows this i'll I'll go play in snow for a couple of days. Like I'll go to Colorado back when you could travel. We can't anymore, but when you could. And um, you know, to me like if you have a mentality of, okay, I'm going to be cold, but I'm skiing, so it's cool. Like I can do this. Then that's a little different. But when you're just there in it, ooh, and traveling in and out, airplane, airports. You know the thing is, you got to layer up. Like I i mm-hmm. I've never understood. There's there's a couple things that scare me. You've lived in the cold a lot uh, in your yes. life, right? Yeah, I don't care if I ever see snow again. Is that right? Is that how you feel about
1: well, it? See, my wife likes the snow. She does. Okay. So she grew up in Memphis. It, she grew up in Memphis. So well, you, see,
0: it wasn't. It was. I grew. I went to college at Arkansas right, State, right. and and so when it snowed it's, there, you were like grateful. It's like know, it's
1: it, like a quarter of an inch, and
0: in yeah. twelve hours,
1: it's gone. I mean, it's,
0: were, it's yeah, exactly. But you were grateful. Yeah. You're like, ooh, right, it's snowing. Right. It's cool. Yeah. And
1: when we lived in Minneapolis, we rented an, a, apartments up there. So as well, I've snows, told her, she likes there a lot. I said <laughs> she likes the snow because she's never had to shovel it
0: exactly
1: i grew up having to shovel snow <laughs> right
0: that's not fun no i'd rather mow the grass all year long than, than shovel snow in the winter so you get one of those like i saw on twitter there this guy out there with a flamethrower in his driveway Did you see that <laughs> what the hell man burn the house down but it works
1: it works fast i re- I okay. remember one christmas i was in college or maybe it was right after college and so I, you go home for christmas and you know you get home like christmas eve or something and and you you hang out with a couple of buddies, next door neighbor who was a best friend growing up, and you know we hang out that night. You're up late, and Christmas morning, there he is out shoveling the driveway. My mom's like, "Go out and shovel the driveway." I'm like, "Why did I come home?"
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> what I didn't come home to do this. I could have stayed over there. I did it, yeah. but you know, it's like it's like Christmas morning. What am I shoveling snow for?
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I much so prefer true. the shorts wearing here. I mean, this past Christmas was cold. I didn't like this. See, we did. Now, here's, now I will say this because there's one thing about growing up in Florida like you take the good with the bad. To me, this right now is my favorite time of year in Florida. Oh, absolutely. Bar none because we know how damn hot it's going to mm-hmm. get, right? And yes. once, once, once the last cold front comes through, say about mm, next week, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then it's done. Then you're done. You're, you know. Yep. Occasionally you'll get a, a nice spring where maybe you have some seventy degree days or some occasional yep. sixty degree morning. But that is it. And we know where the mercury is going. It's headed. It's headed up. And and so what we would instead of a white Christmas, you know, the old Bing Crosby song. We would we would we would uh, be dreaming of a cold Christmas, which to us anything under sixty right. was woohoo. You know, this is re- it feels like Christmas. So this was awesome to me. Like I, my kids were. I I don't know if they were digging it as much, but I was. I was like, mm-hmm. I like putting on the jacket and the sweater and you know being cold around Christmas time. I thought it was great. I loved it. Yeah, the, the, I know
1: the difference in the north and south is in the south. The summertime, you stay inside the whole time and you go Correct. out in the fall the winter and the spring. In the yeah. north you stay inside the whole winter and you go outside in the summer and the spring and the fall. The difference is is whichever place you live in when you go outside you don't have to put on 28 layers and then take them back off when you go back inside.
0: See and that's it. That's the thing that gets me man <laughs> because you you put on all these clothes, the long underwear, whatever it is required, right? You mm-hmm. get sweaters, sh- shirts, jackets, scarves, whatever. You got to cover every part of your body or something's going to freeze. Yeah. Hat and then you walk inside, which, yep. you know, we're not going to ramble outside our whole lives. We're going to go into a store. We're going to go into a restaurant, whatever. And then it's like absolute, oh, i got to take off my scarf and take off my gloves and take off my hat and put my jacket. It's laborious. It's like mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. You know, it's just it's a thing. It's like it's so tiresome. The other thing is I never want to think that if I get in my car one day, And I drive out of my house down the street someplace Mm -hmm. that if something happens, God forbid, tire flat, run out of gas, car stalls, whatever. Okay. That if that occurs, I could die. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's no reason car trouble should kill you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's annoying as hell. And you might, you know, you might feel like, you know, jumping out in front of traffic when it happens to you. There's nothing worse than car trouble. Don't get me wrong. But, like, if, if I just got stuck, if I had something mm-hmm. happen where it's like, hmm, my car's not going anywhere. If the options are I'm part of the Donner party, <laughs> right? I mean, how many, like, seriously, like, if you could be stuck somewhere where there's no trap, No one's coming by to save you. When, when, and-
1: we, when we lived in Minneapolis, a lot of people, when, when it was the coldest weather, below zero and the wind chills really oh, cold. brutal. You didn't turn off your car to fill up with gas. No. And that's not safe.
0: No, (laughs) but but first thing they tell you to do is turn off your car.
1: But the chances of your car not starting once you fill it up was Uh was reasonable. So yeah, you know, particularly if your car was a little older in that or not in the best of condition, that you didn't turn off your car to pump gas.
0: Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah, and so you risk the flash fires, but that's okay. At least you'd be warm that way. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to be. Hey, I was driving to. And I and I realized that when I was uh, because when I was going to college outside of Memphis in Jonesboro, Arkansas, I would cover high school football and basketball and particularly basketball because that was more in the winter, dead winter time. And you know, you had to drive every like Jonesboro, there were some high schools there, but like I I was assigned to like, you know, 25 miles away or whatever. And so I'm driving through these little Arkansas towns on these two-lane roads. And I I can remember distinctly, we had a couple winters there. I was only there a couple years, but we had one winter there where it snowed a lot. I don't know why. It just did. First year, nothing. Second year, tons of snow. But um, we were having a particularly bad snowstorm. And it's one of those where you go into the gym at, you know, 6.30. And then when you come out at 9, you literally can't find your car because it's under a pile of snow to where it's unrecognizable. And you're going around wiping off cars to figure out which one's yours. So it had snowed a lot. And I didn't. I was a Florida kid. I didn't drive in this crap, mm-hmm. so I can remember like what normally would be maybe a twenty-minute drive it took me two and a half hours. <laughs> because seriously, because you know, you, first of all, you're white-knuckling it the whole way, and then they have these bridges, and then of course, when you go over a bridge, they're not insulated because there's no oh, yes. ground yeah. beneath them, so it's you're you're essentially hydroplaning yes on ice across bridges and hoping that you don't get sideways. And I'm telling you, man, that, that gave me an education. I was like, you know, and you're seeing cars out on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and they're in drifts, and they're yep. buried, and they're backwards, and you're like, what am I going to do? Like, if that, if, I, if that happens to me, like, I'll die. I'll die out of here because your car shuts down, or worse yet, you keep running it, and the exhaust pipe has a bunch of snow, and you mm-hmm. get carbon monoxide poisoning. Like, these are the things you think about when you're 20 years old. When I got, um, when
1: I got my driver's license, so I grew up in northwest Ohio, I got it in the winter time, and the first time I went out by myself, just got the license, I forget what I was going to a friend's house or something mm-hmm. and I'm going down the road right in front of our high school. the school wasn't in, so I don't you know maybe a weekend or you know whatever, and I remember I hit some black ice, oh. and I start spinning, and somehow I actually hit the steering wheel the proper way and you go the opposite way of the way you're spinning, Which and you, is ter- keep, yeah. you keep turning back and forth. And I was able to, to catch it and, and go forward. And I was like, well, I was like, all right, I got this. And then I was, I was comfortable from then on out driving in, in snow and, and that, but I mean, you know, until you experience that.
0: Yeah. I don't think I would have reacted quite as well. <laughs> well, I was also I
1: dumb in been- 16. I mean, you know, well, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that wasn't so bad. Yeah. yeah I was like, exactly. Hey, that was
1: cool. <laughs> That's right
0: like the secret man
1: yeah we yeah, moved it's... we moved to minneapolis where i started in like october my wife didn't come up till december mm-hmm. and so when we drove into town it was snowing of course and cold and that so the next day she goes to meet me for lunch i had to work and so she comes to meet me for lunch and it's uh it was a 10 it was five ten miles something like that from where we lived and so she pulls up and i come out of the building and you know it's snowing outside and she's like you're driving <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time she'd ever driven in any kind of oh, snow that no. was more than you know a quarter of an inch and melting Dusting, quickly yeah. and stuff so yeah. it's
0: it, it is it's a learned skill to do that it's different man it's different so will we won't have the snow i don't think a little ice maybe the day before and then um you know around freezing which a lot of these guys at least some of the key players that have playoff experiences antonio browns and gronkowski's and brady's mm-hmm. and um, you know, some of these, even Ryan Jensen, some of these guys, Jason, Pierre, Paul, they played in it. So, um, shouldn't bother them. Don't know how the other guys will do, but, uh, certainly shouldn't bother them. I'm interested in how this works out. I, you know, Arians did say, and rightfully so he's mad. Look, he's, he's ticked with the NFL. I mean, the NFL here were their choices. So, you know, you've got three games each day and it's pretty clearly, you know, with, with Aaron Rodgers getting the buy right in one division and, Patrick Mahomes getting to the bye in the other division. So, you want to have the marquee quarterbacks win primetime. Okay. Uh-huh. So, that means that the Saints have to play one primetime game and then the Bucks you won on the other night, whatever, however it works. So, Alvin Kamara is in the same boat essentially as Devin White. So, and none of this happens in a vacuum, by the way. These conversations occur. They didn't pull these, these pairings out of a hat. So, they decide that. You know, Kamara is, I mean, he's got to be 55, 60% of their total offense. I mean, the guy does everything for Breeze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you want, if I if I was running the league, I'm just telling you, if I was running the league, I'd be like, hey, in the NFC, we're going to have Breeze, Brady, and Rodgers in some combination for the championship, right? May, well, We'll even give Russell Wilson a, a chance. But those three quarterbacks, I want in the championship game, two of them. However, it works out. You know, we're gonna give them the best path we can. That's possible. Now, you know, the Bucks are already a wild card. So, what can you do? So, but they're gonna. So, they had, Breeze was gonna play one night, and Breeze gonna play the other night. And so, it's either. Well, if we take away Camara, I mean, he's half, more than half their offense. Yeah, the Bucks can beat Washington without Tevin White. Let's give them the Saturday game. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, it it, it did. It wasn't an oversight. It just wasn't right. Because when I check with the NFL, I'm like, look, you guys have been all over the map with these protocols. You've had PCR tests for a while, and then you mm-hmm. didn't. And, like, what is the deal with Devin White? Like, is there anything him? you guys playing on Saturday he can do? Nope, non-negotiable. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, non-negotiable. He's got to be out 10 days.
1: But to play the devil's advocate, and, and Bruce Aarons being mad, I get it. and It's understandable. But the Saints won their division. The Bucks didn't. Great point. Shouldn't the Saints get preferential treatment in that case? I mean, shouldn't we reward yeah, they're better. winners?
0: Yes. Now now I would say yes. No, I don't, you know think, who all, I don't think they're punishing also, the Bucks. I don't, you know, you I don't know think who they, also won their division though no, just to play just mm-hmm, to play your mm-hmm. game? The the Red the Washington football team. Yeah. And they had to play Sunday night. Yeah. Well, so you're making them they, they yeah. have the, the shortest amount of time possible mm-hmm. to go from a Sunday night game to a Saturday game. Well, they could have played Saturday afternoon, but Saturday night game, they got one less day to prepare plus the night. There's one thing to note about the Saturday night game, and and this is always a hard
1: one for the NFL, but Saturday night is one of the lowest rated nights in television. Friday night is worse, Saturday night's low. This is college football, but. but, but No, but but overall, Saturday night television viewing is is one of the lowest nights of the, the week. Friday's lower, Saturday's the next one. Right. So you've put a matchup of Tom Brady, the GOAT, against a big market in Washington. That's why they put that on Saturday night. It's, well, it's you a, could it's, have had
0: so New Orleans and Chicago doesn't work. Chicago's a Saturday big market
1: and, and Drew Brees, but but if you're gonna if you're gonna pick if you're gonna pick what could draw the most audience at a time when people don't don't watch as much television. Mm. Brady versus
0: Washington's better than Chicago at New Orleans. Maybe. It is.
1: Now, I, you know, of course, do, I think they,
0: whatever they've proven, whenever they play these games, they're the highest rated show that day because mm-hmm. nothing. Well, no, I mean, the, they, yes. We had Tuesday games, we had Wednesday games, we had yes. Wednesday afternoon games. Like, they well, outdrew everybody.
1: So. But, but, but in the NFL, you know, on Sunday afternoon, people watch NFL football. So that appointment viewing's there, but there's not NFL on Saturday night. So you've got, how do you get people to tune in, change your Saturday night plans to tune in for that? So you put you, you put the GOAT versus a very big market in Washington, D.C
0: yeah no, i get it i mean look it's everything's about television oh, and absolutely. They, those two guys are going to play on some one day one was going to play at night and the other day the other one was so yeah you know, arians has every right to 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 complain but sure listen if they can't beat um you know which is probably a, a much better than we give them credit for washington team but nonetheless one that was not even 500 and in a division that can't be, there's there's no way that the NFC East this year, with the injuries they had to Dak and others, there's no way that it's a better division than the NFC South. There's just no way, you know. Even even Atlanta, which you know as, as badly as they played, they still could rise up and and you know be right there with Kansas City or hang 17 in the first half on the Bucks. Um, if you can't go in there. And, and outscore these guys, you know, even if it's maybe not 37 or 30, but, you know, 28 to 17 or 28 to 20 or whatever, then you don't deserve to move on anyway. I mean, I feel like I feel like they're a better football team, and they're playing better, right? Um, they've got to contain that defense. That's going to be the key. I, I just, I, you know, they better have a good game plan to get the ball out of Tom's hands, and they better run the ball some because he's not going to stand back there and get hit all day. That's when you get the interceptions and the, you know, the punts and everything else you don't want to do. So
1: you might see some of the more of those shovel passes and things like that, too, to yeah. get the ball out of his hands quick. I mean,
0: the kind that make and get, Antonio get a quarter, Brown, million quarter million dollars. Was that not unbelievable? I've, I've done this a while, as you know, and, and I don't think I have ever seen. And look, I credit Bruce Arians, I guess, or whoever was in charge of, of knowing that you know Antonio Brown on the last series of the game needed three receptions to hit 45 and make his quarter of a million. Somebody had to counter all day and and look if if Mike Evans gets doesn't get hurt I don't think Brown has enough opportunities even in the last series to to get to 45. But I mean to give away a quarter of a million dollars and say here you go. We're going to we're going to give you pop passes here so that you can get this record or get get this um um you know incentive. That's pretty cool. Well, like, that's but- how you but that's in, how you get guys to want to come play for you, absolutely.
1: by the way. But in all honesty, it ain't Bruce's money.
0: No, but it's the ownership's money. <laughs> but I'm I saying Bruce is. is doling it out. It ain't his I money? I know. Well, but, hey, Bruce is good with other people's money. <laughs> yeah, man. absolutely. He's got about 55 hey, coaches. So. I'll
1: take that check. I mean,
0: yeah, I'm not complaining. Uh, I'm I mean, not
1: complaining or saying he did. It I wrong. don't know if
0: it was even a conversation with the Glazers afterward. Like I don't know if they even realized it, but they do now. Um, you know, but that's that comes out of your player costs and. But they're in, they're in the playoffs the song, for the okay.
1: first time in 13 years. You can't be upset about a quarter million dollars.
0: Well, they're not hosting the game. If they're hosting, they might make more money. But, you know, they they get a little bit of money. I mean, the playoffs is really not about outside of the – if you can host the game in Phillips Stadium, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. But, like, for the players, the players get more during the regular season. They don't get yep. squad douche compared. It's all about rings now. Well, that's, you know? that's but, what
1: stunk for the Lightning this year is, you know, how many playoff games did they miss out on?
0: Oh. That's like a million dollars a game, I think, for them. Yeah, because your really player do?
1: costs, the, the, the salaries are minimal for the players in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's you know, nothing.
1: Normally that. during the regular season, your, your, your salary costs eat up a lot of your profits. When you make the playoffs and go on deep runs and play lots of home games, yeah. that's when you make your money as an owner. Yes. You know, when they played in, in 2015 when they went to the Stanley Cup Final, not only did they make it to the Stanley Cup final, but they played 26 out of a possible 28 games that God postseason, bless them. which meant God bless about them. half of them were home. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, you're making 13-14 million. In, in a best of 7 series, you get 3 or 4 at home, but I mean, they right. they almost played the maximum amount of games you could play in that run. Mhm. And that was a lot of home games. And you know, that that's how you build franchises and make money as a team, and then have yes. more to invest in. You know, even you know the players. Although there's a salary cap, but even the off the, off the ice stuff and and mm-hmm. fan stuff and all kinds of things is is those home games, and you know, the Lightning wow. missed that this year. And you know, that's where you know winning divisions and you know how many home games did Robert Kraft have for the last twenty years?
0: Oh God, I mean, yeah, and and you know, for the Rays too. I mean, you think mm-hmm. about like you know how many years do we. Yep. talk about them not being able to draw any any fans and and all i remember is from the previous year i thought they could never top you know that that atmosphere game 4 and 5 of that divisional series and to think that there would have been world series i went to the world series in 08 there's nothing like it like mm-hmm. you just that place was the the roof was coming off and you know it would have been so great you know to to for rays fans to see a run like that imagine beating the yankees at Tropicana Field to win a series on a walk-off home run you know like,
1: We we were uh my sons were my oldest asked me about he was we, we, over christmas time hey, let's watch that kiermaier to adamas to Darno oh, play.
0: unbelievable
1: that was in game four that was just in, i mean yes i was there for the astros were starting to grab momentum and then that you know that relay was tremendous we, so we watched it i think it was christmas day or the day after he wanted to mm. you know, for, just randomly brought it up I was like okay let's watch it you know and
0: one of the man, greatest plays I've ever seen. Oh yeah,
1: the crowd. I mean, just being there wasn't was, it was, absolutely I, it was
0: I, I mean, I, it, 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 the place blew up. It just absolutely blew up. You know, I was sitting there. I was, I don't know, behind the third base dugouts, um, quite a few rows back, but down in the lower bowl there. And um, I'm telling you, man, people were just. Uh, you could see it coming, and you were like, "He's got a chance." Yep, he's got. And Adamas is, you know, the transfer and the throw from Adamas was just. Altuve
1: but, scores there. I think the Azures end up taking the lead in that inning. I do too. It was they, such they a had big the play. They had all the momentum. They had everything.
0: Yeah. They really did. Yeah. And it was something. But, you know, they didn't go on to win it that year. They didn't win it last year. They made it back to the World Series. Now Blake Snell is gone. No, I, the I could
1: was. still contend they won that series that year. I mean,
0: well, you know, maybe. The Astros won all three it. of
1: their home games, and you know I didn't I didn't listen for trash cans. I didn't know back then, but
0: all I know is that uh, Glass now went to Houston for Game Seven, five Game Five or five. I'm sorry, Game Five, best five, Game Five, and the, I'm listening. Uh, I think I was in Hawaii at the time, and I was uh, I was listening on the internet or something. I don't know if I was listening or watching. You know, like MLB.com with strike mm-hmm. one, strike two, and I saw where he gave up six consecutive hits. And I said, there is no way that a guy that throws 100 miles an hour. And then I saw, I saw the highlights. I was like, come on. Like, he throws 101 and guys are sitting on curveballs? Come on. There's no way. And, of course, there was a way, but it wasn't an illegal way.
1: Well, he was definitely tipping pitches, but did they illegally figure that out and, and signal that? Know. Or legally, yeah. we won't know. Because it was pretty obvious he is, his hand position was different. For That's what and you curveballs. said, yeah. I mean, that was pretty obvious once you, they showed the replay back and you saw it, but
0: yeah. Well, one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. We've got sports man going all over the place. We got the the Bucks, of course, uh, getting ready for their trip to Washington on a short week. Yeah. We're going to talk to uh, Tom Brady, I think, on Wednesday. We've got practice today. Um, some Zoom calls later on, I think, with Levante David and Jason Pierre Paul and some others. Tom Jones, I guess, will be on the show tomorrow. He will be, yeah, all right yeah. And Steven so, Stamkos,
1: the Lightning open training camp. We haven't talked about that yet. Oh, he that's, that's really right. Good. I forgot.
0: We completely blew that off. What? What about? So now here's the here's the thing that's encouraging. Tell me if I'm wrong about this. So you lose Nikita Kucherov, which you cannot replace a talent. Replace mm-hmm. a talent like that. He sees the ice too well and all of that. However, for the balance of the most important games last year, you didn't have Stamkos and you won a cup.
1: He played five shifts in the whole Stanley Cup. Return and, to play,
0: and I still get goosebumps when I think about or see that goal. But but if there was a way, and he hasn't done this for a while, that Stamkos stays healthy, he still could could he still be one of the elite scores? In other words, could could you make up for the loss of Kucherov with the return of a Stamkos in some way?
1: Well, I mean, look, you know, Stamkos is a much better shot than Cooch. I mean, Stamkos is in a el- he's one of the top two or three shooters in the in the league.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, he's not nearly as creative as Kucherov. I mean, Kucherov sees the game it a whole sees different ice. way. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you're know, you you're taking Kuch out and you're adding Stamkos. So the top line, at least at practice day one, was Point, Palat, and Stamkos.
0: So okay. you basically inserted I'll, I'll Stamkos with that. where Kuch was. i ride with uh, that.
1: No, absolutely. I, I, I think from a, a line standpoint, I think you're going to be fine. Um, right. Steven Stamkos has played extremely well on the wing with Point as his center. Right, you know Stamkos has always wanted to be a center, but once Point was added to his line, he was happy to move to wing. Okay, and because Point makes people around him better, I mean Point still he, oh, he's just so he's good still the engine a, that drove that line even with Stamkos and Cooch on the on on that line last yeah. year. Is it was yep. Point that would drive the line? I mean, you know, yes. and he'd get a lot no of points one's too. But yeah, but Cooch and Stamkos benefited from that. But Braden Point is just incredible. Yep. Um so as long as points centering that line, Stamkos, it's going to set up that shot a lot, and Palat goes, digs the pucks out of the corners, the top line will be fine. Where I still want to see what the Lightning do is on the power play. Because when they have you know Stamkos, Hedman, Kucherov on, around the, the top of the power play, it's phenomenal.
0: Right. When
1: Stamkos was out, it struggled at, a lot at times. And even to the point where they weren't even putting Hedman on that unit for a long time, they are putting Sergachev. Um, now you're going to not have cooch on that line so how how are you going to structure your power play that's that's the one thing i i, I worry about going into the season is you know it, it's been such a powerful weapon the last two seasons the power play how are but you but gonna... you
0: get the one-timer back mm-hmm. right yeah, you, well, yeah absolutely I mean, you, you get you get that slap shot back and then which what you miss right. is is kucherov mm-hmm. with the little shovel inside the point right. all the time he would just you know,
1: but in the return to play, when when Stamkos wasn't on that left wing, everybody shaded to Kuch. They Cheated, they yeah. They, cheated. I mean, yeah. that's the thing is when Stamkos on the right, they cheat to Stamkos, you, and that's right. what would that's what would open up plays for Cooch to right. either shoot or or make an assist or pass, or pass it. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so how do they how do they react to that now? And that'll that'll be very telling what they do. And you know, maybe you know they may go into the season trying to figure that out still. So right. I mean there's no preseason games. It's a very short training camp. I mean,
0: you know, it opened weird to opened me. on do, Monday Do you and, need and, preseason games for for hockey, do you think or do you just put on the ice skates uh, they're and They're go going to
1: do a couple scrimmages as they you know, they did in the return to play too before they they went up to uh, Toronto and then Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, look, I think preseason games I I think it helps for conditioning, but if nobody's getting preseason fine. What yeah. I think the, the the preseason games really help is the younger players trying to make the roster.
0: Yeah, it's evaluation, you know, right? you know,
1: and 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 showing what you can do not just in practice and in scrimmages, but against other teams. Right. Um, you know, we've seen some players make big impacts in the past. Braden Point, when he you know he probably made the team a year sooner than they projected, and a lot of it was how he played in the preseason and in practice too. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I think it'll hurt those guys a little bit, but you're going to have a taxi squad this year, which is different, and some of those guys may be on there. I mean, with the COVID protocols and and such like that and and they're allowing emergency call-ups immediately this year. Mm-hmm. In the past if you were short a guy, say all of a sudden you only had 5 defensemen on the roster, you had to play short a game before you could call somebody up on an emergency call-up. Now you can call them up instantly. You're going to have taxi squads to help with all this. So um because you know, you never know and if if you're going to end up with players on a covid list and you're shorthanded instantly, so. Yeah. It's going to be a little different in that regard, so but you know, Stamkos being healthy and looking good in practice for day one is a good thing. Um, it wasn't a full practice. They they split up. There's like 42, 43 guys in camp. So they're split between two groups at this point. So, you know, one group practices. So, you know, the Stamkos line was there, and the second line was Barry Boulay and Ross Colton and some of the younger guys. And, you know, so in each, in each practice, as they split them up, it's not, you know, it wasn't the A team and the B team. It was a mix of both, so.
0: Is there any you mentioned Boulet, is there any of these guys that are gonna make it? They're gonna be like this year's uh you know, Sorelli's and Well I think Barry Boulet
1: has a chance too. Um Alex Alex Volkov should make this Volkov roster too. I showed mean, up last year. He a little played bit, yeah. played one game in the Stanley Cup final there. Um yeah. you know, I mean you don't have Paquette now. You don't have uh Braden Coburn on the back Cal Foote is is, you know, a defenseman. Can What's he make that traffic? leap? Traffic. Yeah. Um can he make that leap and be ready this year? I, I think mm-hmm. the there's no question he's a, a talent and will be up here. I, I don't know if he'll be up to start. You know, right. I think some of it will depend on how he does in camp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll see. But you know, you've got Bar- Mitchell Stevens is still here. Um, you know, Carter not anymore. He signed with the Panthers. But um, yeah. so yeah, there'll be a couple young guys on, on the roster in that. But for the most part, it's going to be a lot of the same team. I mean, your top line is going to be presumably Stamkos, Plot, Point. Your second line is going to be Sorelli, Kalorn, Tyler Johnson. Your third line is going to be Gord, Goodrow, and Coleman, and so it's your fourth line that gets shaken up a little bit because you don't have Puckett centering there. So uh, is Volkov there? Pat Maroon's there, obviously. Um, you know, so you've some you got some changing on the fourth line and, and Matthew Joseph, uh, you know, players like that. So we'll see who they end up keeping there, but presumably those will be your typical lines now they obviously they can shake things up a little bit I mean we saw how good Gord Coleman and Goudreau were in the restart in, in the whole playoffs
0: yeah they're very very this is a good this is a really great hockey team I mean I, you know come on they, they got Veselsky in that I mean this is a really good hockey team
1: and that's the other thing too In, in you know if you're a Lightning fan worried about losing Cooch and, and it's a huge loss I mean you know he's the most creative player on the team arguably one of the top players in the world just league MVP um, a year ago yeah I mean for just his overall game and how good he can be. And, and as right. he's improved defensively in his responsibilities, I think he's even more valuable. Right. But they're going to go through a whole season. But, you know, last season, if you'd have lost Cooch, you didn't have Goodrow on the team. You didn't have Coleman on the team.
0: Didn't have Stamkos.
1: Uh, well, St- Stamkos was there most of the, but I mean, you know, had you yeah. lost, I'm saying, had you lost Roth for last season? Oh yeah, 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 you know, yeah. You're yeah. getting no, a, you're whole, a better hockey team yeah. now. You're yeah. getting a you whole season trades. with those guys. I mean, you don't have Coburn, you don't have Paquette, You don't have Paqu
0: but, but they got guys to replace those guys.
1: Yeah, but like I said, I mean Coleman and Gaudreau got Kalorn back. Yeah, Kalorn yeah, Johnson. Cullorn, yeah, exactly. But Coleman and Gaudreau were additions at the trade deadline last year. But I mean, these are top, and they they the reason they traded for them is they had them for more than one year.
0: They get them this year, yeah, yeah,
1: at really good you know rates for your salary cap this year, or, you know, pay. Right. So um, you know the Lightning are still one of the most talented teams in the NHL even without Kucherov. I mean, anytime Absolutely. you've got the best goaltender in the world or one of the start top two there. or three, start there. Maybe the best defenseman in the world, mm-hmm. for sure. One of the best shooters in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, you've got best a, center in the world. Maybe you know a two hundred foot center in, in Braden Point and Anthony Sorelli. Right,
0: right. Um.
1: You know, you're you've got enough talent on this team. You just got to get in the top four of your division. Right. I mean, that's 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 at the end of the day, just be the top four of your division. And you know, so I I think really it's it's all about your start. Because every game's a division game, so you start losing early. That means division foes are winning and getting points, and you're not.
0: Yeah.
1: And trying to catch up, you know, as you win games, that's great. But every time you lose a game, you lose points. Right. Because you're not playing the Western Conference for you know twenty eight or thirty games a year.
0: Yeah. Well, look, they know how to navigate, and like I said, I think mm-hmm. the division they're in is still well. It's well. There's some good teams. I don't think it's as tough as, as what they're used to. Um, I would agree. You know, with Boston, Pittsburgh, all those teams. So, we'll way, see how they do. But it's back. They're how back, weird! How weird is skating. it going to look with Zdeno Chara in
1: a Capitals uniform?
0: Yeah, he really should have retired, don't you think? But did the Caps need another bully? I mean, did they really need well, another guy uh, to lay the wood? Look, <laughs> I mean, is, really? is
1: Zdeno Chara a top two or top four defenseman anymore? Probably not. But could not he be? Could be your third pair three? Could he whatever be your he third pair defenseman and, and do some good things for you? Sure. You in know, and he, he signed minutes, for yeah. what seven hundred ninety-five thousand or something.
0: Oh, it's not the money; he just yeah. wants to play. But like,
1: well, but know. I mean, but but as you're evaluating whether you should sign Chara and you know use him, as you didn't pay him top no, he's, four defenseman money. He's gonna, is he expect- going to
0: be your fourth line guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you know signing Pat Maroon. You didn't bring him in here to be a top six forward. No, you brought him in to to help you on the back end, you know, the, uh, on the bottom two lines, and
0: and yeah. be
1: physical and and be a presence, and you know that's what I think they're looking for chara to do in, in washington so
0: yeah it'll be interesting all right well this will do it for our podcast uh, like i said a little bit early that we do have tom jones tomorrow um rest of the week we'll be yeah. talking i'm sure with matt baker matt about baker, the yeah. uh, college football championship alabama and we get uh of course the um Ohio State Buckeyes, which I, I have you heard anything about Justin Fields, by the way? Has he got it? How many crack ribs does he have? Uh, I have not heard. We're still waiting. It's been very quiet. I don't over know. There. Maybe
1: the Mr. Miyagi in the the tent uh, healed it, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, and they rubbed dirt on him. I just thought I was, you know, I, I tweeted something out about this. Like, uh, they asked Fields, like, well, what was the diagnosis? He goes, diagnosis. They didn't give me a diagnosis. They <laughs> shot me up and sent me back out there. I mean, it was just like war or something, you know? It's like, ah, good old college football, man. It's about the student athletes. It's like varsity it's really blues. Right. I mean, you know, what was the, the coach? Right. Coach's name. Yeah. I can remember. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, the 23 I just twenty three district the other
1: championships. Day. I can't think of the the, the Kilmer. Had, Kilmer. Kilmer.
0: Coach Kilmer. Yeah. Had the statue out front. Yeah. Yeah. But uh so anyway, we'll have lots of fun this week. Uh, make sure you check out the podcast. We're here every Monday through Friday. And listen. Make sure if you're looking for a party platter in the Tampa Bay area, you have to try Mr. Empanada. It doesn't matter what year it is, 2021. That's where you're going to find the best food at Mr. Empanada. What is an empanada? Glad you asked. I'll tell you. You take your favorite foods, whatever that is. Place them inside a pocket of homemade dough. It's cooked perfectly until it's golden brown. Piping hot. And are empanadas, just a fresh twist on some old favorites. You can order delicious menu items made from scratch, right, where you don't get everywhere, like soups or salads, Cuban sandwiches, Just order online at MrEmpanada.com or call any one of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay where Latin food quality and service meet. It's Mr. Empanada. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.